Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Hello everybody. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to episode 22. And this week's episode is going to be on shadow people. Now, there are a few things I do want to cover before we get into the whole bones of the... You mean the meat? The meat, yeah, or the shadowy meat of the podcast. First of all is to thank Bryce for stepping in the way he did last week. As you guys probably know, I was stranded in Jersey, which although is part of the UK, feels like you're a million miles away at the time, especially when you're snowed in and can't go anywhere or do anything. You didn't have that much snow there, did you? I know, but I couldn't get back, could I? Oh, yeah, well. It was very quiet for us around here. Oh, nice. Mm. I see how it is. Watched a few things on the Murder Channel, you know, chilled. Did the podcast on terror reading, which, by the way, the five people have been notified by email. I have not finished all of the readings, but it shouldn't be long. Yes, so thank you very much for getting in touch about that. And you've also been doing some other tarot readings, haven't you? You've been doing some free tarot readings for people that you've advertised elsewhere as well. And you've got some freakishly good responses back, haven't you, in terms of how relevant your readings have actually been and how yeah, but on point they are. But still, you don't want to jinx it. So I've been doing okay. Let's just well, You've been doing really that. good. Anyway, there's a couple of other things I wanted to go through. First of all, thank you to everybody who's been getting in touch and sending us your stories. Really, really do appreciate it. I also wanted to talk about an email from somebody that we got, and they haven't left their name, but I will read you verbatim what their story says. Now, when I say verbatim, (laughs) I'm actually reading it from Google Translate because it was in German. And we don't know any Germans, so... It says, you want to contact... From now on, a message. This message comes from our alien brethren. It's not about misleading lines of fictional content or personal purposes, but about a first step towards the golden future of all humanity. Message. In the past, one of the races attempted to take possession of the earth and the convention was established that it would not show any invasion attempts and that the intention was to adapt and coexist with humans. So open your mind, concentrate and talk, using your heartbeat and you will not bother. Here you are and want to have contact. So check it out. The freaking aliens even listen to our show. <laughs> but that's some weird-ass shit. Now, I don't know who this person is, but it's some weird-ass shit. That's all I can say. Yes. Thank you very much. If you've got any more information, whoever sent us that, about this alien contact, we are the people to let the world know. Yes, but do not come visit me because I don't want to die yet because I would have a heart attack and that'd be it. I mean, we've got... <laughs> I don't want to die yet because uh, yeah. I'd have a heart attack if I died. I mean, the, <laughs> <laughs> the heart attack the... <laughs> comes before the dying, not after. Okay. Well, anyway, we've already got our resident ghost that yep. lives here. Yep. We've got something now that runs up and down our stairs. I don't think it's the same because one of them's really quiet and tiptoes. This one sounds like a herd of elephants. Yeah. Yeah. So you just send us another email if you like. Yeah, we're let, good with that. Let us know whatever the message is you want to put out. Let us know, and we'll put it out. We're the ones to do that for you. <laughs> Not a problem at all. So, <laughs> this podcast this week is on shadow people. What exactly is a shadow person? 
Well, it depends on what article you read. Of course it does. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's not a guitarist. Why or, can't there be a shadow person who plays guitar? He'd the, be a shadow bard. The shadows? I don't know the shadows. The shadows? I don't know the shadows. So that went right over my head. Who Damn. are they? Okay, the shadows, they were, I can't remember the names of them now. Oh, but, right, okay. No, but I mean, they were famous, <laughs> famous, right, okay, I'm going to look it up. No, you can't do that. We're in the middle of a show about shadow people, not it. shadow band. The shadows band. Here we go. Okay, so it's an English instrumental rock band with Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard was in the shadows. It's instrumental. I don't do instrumental. I like I like words. I, uh, I like songs with You words. don't like English, do you? <laughs> <laughs> the shadows was originally known as the Drifters. No, still not ringing any bells. Anyway, shadow people. Shadow people. Saturday night at eight o'clock. You cannot compete with me and Bryce singing SpongeBob. (laughs) SpongeBob, yeah. Don't even try. I'm not even going to try. Okay, let's get on to this. Shadow people. Shadow people. So, in answer to your question, shadow people are, depending on where you read, sometimes they're shadows which have red eyes. Freaky. When I say a shadow, these are 3D entities that are just all black. So they're not necessarily a flat shadow that you'll see move across a wall or something like that. Although that happens as well. Most of the time, the shadow people is just a name for an entity which seems solid, but is totally black. There's no light getting in or emanating from this thing whatsoever. It's a human black hole. (laughs) Well, that's what a lot of people have said that, right? But it's the red eyes as well. Hmm. Well, I don't think I've ever seen one personally. Well, there's a couple of possible explanations which we'll go through later on, but I'll read you a couple of stories first of all so that you get an idea of what this thing is about. So I've got a story here about this chap who is working with this guy and as they're working together and over a period of time, they start chatting about things like paranormal and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this particular chap doesn't believe in any way whatsoever in anything paranormal. He's never seen anything, never experienced anything, just thinks that it's all a load of rubbish. Okay, hockey. Bulls don't play hockey. Exactly. I guess that's why. Okay. (laughs) So this one night, they're working on the same shift pattern and they decide to go back to this one guy's house who's talking about the paranormal because apparently him and his wife have been experiencing things that they want a third party to witness. So this other chap who's telling the story who doesn't believe anything in the paranormal whatsoever decides to go back. They have a couple of beers, they watch a movie, just chat in, have a Be- meal. Because that will definitely enhance your ability to think clearly and... Yeah, having co- a beer, co- exactly. Co- corroborate. Corroborate. You know what I mean. Corroborate? Yeah, that. <laughs> Apparently, nothing's happening at all. It comes to about 10.30 at night and this guy's about to go back home. So the guy's house it is says, do you want to come and see my manga collection? Sounds a bit sort of like a euphemism for me, but he decides to go up into this bedroom where this guy's got all his collectibles and all this manga collection. And he goes up there and he says, in his words, he took me into a spare room where he keeps all of his collectibles. And while we were in there, I look up and see his wife's face go white as a sheet. She's looking behind us, facing the door. I see my friend turn his head to look behind me, and his jaw just drops. I slowly turn my head, and right there in the doorway, about five feet from me, is a solid black outline of a person just standing there. 
We stared at it for a good minute or so, not saying anything, and it just gradually faded. Then we all looked at each other, just awestruck. They'd never actually seen anything like that before. They'd just heard mostly sounds. They'd got smells, feelings, and maybe a fleeting shadow. But they'd never actually seen anything. So this guy who's telling this story now is totally gobsmacked. As far as he's concerned, his whole idea of the world has now been thrown into question. Yeah, well, the couple, whose Mm. house it was, they probably set up this, like, projector and said, oh, you got to bring one of your friends over so we can... (laughs) It didn't appear to be like that at all. No, no, no. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Okay, so there's one here where an adult is telling the story of what happens when he was a kid. He was about five years old and he was playing in his uncle's house, or sorry, his uncle lived in his family home with them and was in a basement. He had a bedroom in a basement. And they were all playing hide and seek. So this guy who's telling the story has a twin brother and they had another brother as well who wasn't a twin, but the two twins go hiding and the third brother is seeking and at one point this one telling the story goes down into the basement and hides in his uncle's closet while he's in there he feels a hand on his shoulder and he thinks that is his brother in there with him and he actually says oh you're hiding here too and he didn't get an answer so just sort of stays there and waits realizes that he's not going to be found so eventually comes out of the closet goes up the stairs and there's his twin brother and his other brother stood there waiting for him because they never mm. found him. So it, did he look back and see a shadow? or he, he just felt this on his shoulder and it was a solid hand on his shoulder so he felt it was his brother. Turns out a couple of years later they moved from that house because his mother said that the rent had got too high so they had to move. In actual fact what happened was the uncle had regularly seen this shadow figure coming out of that closet in the evenings or at night and had got a bit freaked out about it and had told this lad who's recanting this story, had told his mother and she didn't believe it whatsoever until one day she saw it and at that point they decided to move. This lad then tells his mother as he gets older about everything that went on in there and that he'd seen it and that he was in the closet and felt this hand on his shoulder and he wasn't believed by his uncle or his mother. Even though his uncle had seen it coming out of the closet, they didn't believe him until eight years after they moved, the people that had then moved into that house had a young child who apparently was attacked by a shadow figure coming out of that particular closet. Now, it turns out that that was quite an old house, and at the back of that closet, there was like a cubby that went into a corridor that went round to one of the other closets in one of the other rooms. Did they know that? They knew that, I believe, at the time, but what they didn't know was that at some point in history, there was a body that was found in that corridor between the two closets and they reckon now that that shadow person may have something to do with that person that was either killed or or left in in that closet i wonder what where'd the other one go to another closet it it went to another closet in that house but there was never anything seen coming out of that that other closet apparently but the uncle said that he never felt that there was anything bad about that shadow figure coming out of the closet he said it used to come out he never got any feeling of malice or whatever from it he just used to see it come out it used to stand by it his bed it used to then fade away and that was it but what did used to wind him up was the fact that the closet door would open quite quickly 
as if it was caught by wind or something like that. Now, you could say that if there was a corridor between the two and there was a closet at the other end, then maybe as someone opened and closed the closet in the one room... Vacuum. There was a vacuum that caused the closet to open in Mm -hmm. the other room. I mean, that's plausible, but the fact that this thing actually came out. Well, I'm sorry, but if I'm sitting here watching TV or something or I'm laying in bed or whatever and I see a freaking shadow walking around, we're moving. Bad enough I felt something sitting on the edge of the bed upstairs but if you actually see something but if i actually see it forget it we're leaving (laughs) no doubt so i have a story here from somebody who is a nurse or anyway she's some sort of a medical person and she said that one night she was in a room and where you would go just to relax sort of in between like a break room well yeah but There would maybe be a bed in there. I mean, it would be someplace where you could go if you've been there a long time to take a little break or whatever. A break room. Anyway, so she's called to do a code where they all go running. And as she's leaving the room, she sees a blob, a dark figure. But she doesn't really pay any attention to it because obviously she's got to go. But once it was over, unfortunately, the person had died. So they weren't able to bring them back. And when she had got in there, they were already trying to resuscitate. So after the team leaves or whatever, she decides that she's going to go looping back to the room and see what she, she can see, if it's still there or whatever. And it was. And she went in there and told the blob, the shadow, that his time here on Earth was done and that when it was ready, it should move on. It should go. Mm-hmm. And she said it stayed there for a little bit longer. And the, the shadow was sort of hunched over like you would be if you were upset. After a little bit of time, it went away. And she said the whole atmosphere in the room changed because initially it just felt really sad and depressing just to be in the room. And once it had gone, she felt that everything had gone back to normal then. Well, that's quite interesting because a lot of the stories that I read about the shadow people stuff, is that it can be an omen that someone close to you is going to die. Well, this person, uh, the story that I was just reading, she goes on to say that a lot of people in a hospital, when they are terminally ill and they are getting ready to die, they will see things. And I've we've talked about this before on previous podcasts where people say that they start talking to their, their mother or whoever it is that they can see. And she thinks maybe that's what shadow people are. Or like deathbed visions, the deathbed vision stuff that we discussed. Well, it could be actually someone's soul, but not just because they were dying, but other people have come back to guide this person who is dying to where they need to be. Interesting. Well, I know that you've got some theories there, haven't you, on what shadow people might be, and we'll look at those after the break. But before that, I've got some stories here that will maybe break the mould a little bit on what the conventional ideas of shadow people are. So this is a story of someone who sees something totally different. Basically, there's a whole group of people playing in this park. The park's in Las Vegas, and there's high six to seven foot walls around the park on three sides. And on the other side is where the gated entrance is so that people can get in and out. And at one point, they've been there for a couple of days or so. I think they've been camping there. But when they were about to leave, the older kids were tasked with rounding up the younger kids so that they could all get together and go. Mm-hmm. And it says here, there were four of us same age kids actively looking for about seven or so younger children. 
The kids weren't too hard to find, but this is where things take a turn towards the paranormal. Halfway through the park, we see a dark figure of what appears to be a small child. Okay, so they think that they're coming up on this child now. Thinking it was one of the siblings we were looking for, we naturally start running towards it. At this point, the figure is making a dash towards the back of the park, so we give chase and start yelling at the child to stop. As this dark, black-coloured figure is reaching the end, the most fucked-up, completely spookiest thing I've ever seen in my life ensues next. The dark, childlike figure turns white, starts running on all fours for like 10 feet, and then runs up a tree like a cat and uses the elevation to jump over the wall to an apartment complex the other side of the wall. We run out of terror back to the front of the park. The figure was completely solid and I have three eyewitnesses that can back my claim. That's spooky. I wonder if he remembered to take the seven kids they were looking for with him when they were running away. Yeah, be like, fuck the kids. (laughs) (laughs) But how weird is that? So it actually, actually turned white and then started down on all fours. Now, that's not the only example I've found of that either. Hmm, that is really strange. I mean, does that make you think that whatever it is, is using a shadow as camouflage? Which is potentially leads on to the whole Skinwalker thing. I don't know if you yeah. remember that from the Skinwalker Ranch, but there's a story here that says, I'm parked in the woods standing with my best friends at my truck. Something starts rolling down the hill. But as it gets closer, we see it's actually something running on all fours. Thinking it's a bear and a general feeling of discomfort, we jump in the truck and head down off of the mountain on a dirt road in their 4x4. About a mile away, this guy hits his brakes because he thinks, we've outrun it now, whatever it is. We've got in the truck, we've gone down the hill. Okay, we've outrun it. Looking in his mirror, he can see in his brake lights, the thing is still running behind them. And it's now on two legs. So this is something that's gone from four legs to two legs. Okay, now it's white, not that dark colour. He guns his truck and you can see in the mirror that this thing gets back down again on four legs and keeps up with them up to about sort of 40 mile an hour. When he hits pavement, the thing disappeared and stopped. They actually blew a tyre out when they were going down this mountain and they didn't even stop to change the tyre. They actually drove for five miles, they reckon, on this rim, hmm. basically, because they were too scared. That's weird. When you were reading that, it reminded me of that horror movie, 28 Days. Yeah. When they're going through the tunnel and you can see the shadows of these super fast zombies running. Mm. But you see it a shadows on the wall and it was just... I don't know why that particular image sticks in my head, but that's what it was making me think of. That's a wicked movie, that, isn't it? Because it's yeah. where the zombies are actually quick. Yeah. It takes the whole idea of the slow zombies out of it. Yeah, I'm good with Walking Dead or any of the Dawn of the Dead movies. I'm good. Don't show me a fast freaking marathon running zombie because <laughs> yeah. I'm as good as dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one from somebody. This is also from a hospital. And while they were working there, the area that this girl was working in was the skilled nursing unit. Years and years ago, it used to be the pediatrics department Mm -hmm. or floor. At night, a lot of the patients, when this girl was working, would complain about little kids making too much noise. Mm -hmm. The staff there would never say, oh, no, no, there's no kids here. You know, they'd just, okay, you know, and try to comfort the person, get them to go back to sleep, whatever it is. But the security 
cameras, they would see dark shadows of kids. They could see on the videos. Now, I don't know how come that never went sort of viral on the internet, mm-hmm. but it's interesting, isn't it? So they get the kids to bed, but they still see shadows of kids moving about. Well, there aren't any kids in there because oh, it's, it used it's to be not a pediatric the pediatrics. Thing, but now it's, exactly. Wow. That's interesting. Mm. Okay, so you know I was talking about the shadows that tend to drop down onto four legs and then take off? Yeah. Check this out. This kid was in the seventh grade. He used to stand at a bus stop in the morning to get the bus to school. He was usually the only person at that particular bus stop in the morning. Okay, this one morning, he sees a shadow start walking up towards him on the floor, like a regular shadow. Mm -hmm. So he looks around to see, and there's no one there. So he looks back down at the shadow, and the shadow's still walking towards him. He looks back around, there's no one there. He looks back down at the shadow as he starts to get freaked out. The figure of the person walking all of a sudden gets down onto all fours and runs past him. That's weird. I thought you were going to say that it like stood in this kid's shadow and then it went away. So I was prepared for something really different. But yeah, that is strange. It's weird. It's, uh, seriously, it's almost like it's camouflage. But then again, they have to know that they're, they're being they're, seen. They're casting the shadow. Yeah, but if no one, if we can't do anything about it and we've got no way of fighting it or seeing it or communicating with it or. Whatever. It doesn't matter if they're seen, does it? Mm. So here's one for you. Sorry, I really like the medical ones. This is about a girl who was not actually a nurse yet, but she was in school. So she do, she's doing a placement at a hospital. And mm-hmm. one of the nurses says to her, can you go to room whatever and check it? Because housekeeping should have been in there and cleaned it. We have a new admission coming, so we need to make sure. So... She says, yeah, and she goes down, and it, the room's kind of dark. I don't know why she didn't turn on a light or whatever, but she said she goes into the room, and she sees somebody's in the bed. She checks their IV, checks the blood pressure, because the person in the bed asked her to check his blood pressure, and she leaves, goes back out to the nurse's station, and says, that room's not empty at all. There's somebody in there. Mm. So they go in. The nurse is coming with her now. Flick on a light, nobody there. Oh, you are shitting me. And she actually took the blood pressure and everything. Yeah, which means that she obviously felt something solid. Something was living to be able to produce something on the blood pressure machine. Well, not necessarily. I suppose if you're from somewhere else, you can manipulate mercury. I mean, (laughs) if you can... What I'm saying is, is that if she was to do blood pressure on something and it came out zero, she would know that... There was yeah, nothing something's there. Weird, what I'm yeah. saying is, is that there was some apparatus there that she used that actually yeah. proved to her at that point that what she was dealing with was real. It's a little bit different. It's not exactly a shadow person, but interesting. It's strange. I suppose that argues that there aren't. Maybe there aren't shadow people. Maybe this should have been a ghost story. I don't know. But yeah. It's interesting, and I'd like to do a podcast one day on these sort of deathbed visions that people see and some of these stories that come from the hospitals, because that fascinates me. But hospitals, I think because of everything that goes on there, people get born there, people die there, they are eerie places. It's like a hotbed for... Yeah. Well, I used to work for, I used to volunteer for, should I say, a 
hospital radio station called Channel One, which was the Royal Gwent Hospital Radio in Newport. And all I used to do was go around collecting requests from people in hospital beds. But I remember walking up and down those corridors in the sort of early evening time to get to these people to collect requests, how eerie it was, especially in parts of the hospital that were maybe closed at that time of night that Mm -hmm. weren't as used. It was really, really eerie walking through there and you always felt that you were being watched or something was following you down the corridor or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk to people who've been in the hospital. I was in the hospital when I was pregnant for a couple of months, Mm. right? You never really hear anybody. Nobody ever says, oh, did you see anything spooky? Mm. And yet, like you said, there's so much going on in that hospital. I mean, you've got old people, you've got kids being born, you've got everything in between. It's just... But there are nurses that have written books on the kind of stuff that they've seen. I mean, it is a popular thing, so it's not like it doesn't happen. I guess it's just not spoken to or spoken yeah, about to patients. That- you know, that's the last thing. Oh, come here and, and relax and get better. Oh, and by the way, don't worry about the ghost because it's only going to fuck you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's only going to stand over your bed and have a wank. Yeah, don't even go there. That's disgusting. <laughs> Cut that out, Bryce. <laughs> when I was doing the research for this particular podcast, looking for shadow people stories, I came across one where this person actually had sex with a shadow person, ghost thing, entity. Nice. Well, it was on a forum that is dedicated to people who regularly use hallucinogenic chemicals. And there's this one called like 2E-C or 2C-E or whatever it's called. What I know- is that? What is that? The well, it's, it's a taken. drug. Yeah. Right, okay. But apparently this guy took it up his ass. The drug, I mean. Rectally. Yeah. I never even knew that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I really didn't. Well, that's a mucous membrane, isn't it? Well, I know it is. So stick it in your eye then. That's a mucous membrane too. <laughs> well, it's a little obvious if you're walking around with an eye, it's all fucked up. If you're walking around with an ass, it's fucked up. It's okay if you know why it is. <laughs> I mean, you probably wouldn't want to go to the doctor because you got hemorrhoids or something because he'd be like, oh, you got those from would you really drugs care? up your ass. Would you really care? <laughs> you know, if you were taking drugs up your ass, would, it, would you really care if you had hemorrhoids? But anyway, this guy took his drugs up his ass, mm-hmm. apparently got totally whacked out on it, all right? And then in his trip, he had this shadow person appear and have sex with him where he actually ejaculates that's it i was trying to think of a polite way of saying it but that's probably the best way of saying it (laughs) and yeah so apparently we're not suggesting anybody do this but apparently take your drugs up your ass and fuck a shadow person wonderful yeah apparently it's a thing maybe he put it up there because the shadow person thought it felt good i would just like to say that is some crazy shit (laughs) Ha ha ha, funny fucker. Maybe that's why they say if you're taking drugs, they say I'm going to go and score some shit today. I don't think that's what they're talking about. Well, this is from someone who's never tried a drug other than anything that's been prescribed or alcohol or nicotine in his life. Or my pheromones. Your pheromones. (laughs) Okay, then. And on from that, here comes a break. hold on. No break. (laughs) I have good sexual pheromones, don't I? Yes, but I don't necessarily want them broadcast over the air. Thank you very much. Well, they can't smell me, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's not like I give wonderful ear sexual massages or something. What? Oral. Ear. Audible. Audible. That's what I'm saying. Audible. Edible. (laughs) 
I'm not, I didn't say audible. Edible. What the fuck? Guess what? What? Cocoa Pops are the perfect edible, audible food. Well, moving on. <laughs> there was someone posted something on one of these forums that is quite freaky, actually. So it says here that they suffer from sleep paralysis, which we've covered in a previous podcast. Yes. But that they see shadow people during that sleep paralysis. Can you imagine that? You're, you're there, you can't move, you're freaking out, and a shadow person comes into the room. They say that they know it sounds crazy, but they've actually had family members come into the room because they've heard her trying to struggle and trying to make sound. Each time a shadow person visits them during this sleep paralysis, someone they know dies. Oh, that's terrible. They actually then say, is there anyone that they can talk to or speak to about it? Because they're worried now, obviously, because every time this happens, they know. I mean, what a state to be in. You're lying there. You can't move. You're freaking out anyway. Then the shadow person suddenly appears and you get hit with the realisation that someone you know or love is now going to die. Yeah. You can't move. You can't say anything. That's horrendous. It is, definitely. That is the stuff of nightmares. So I have some possible explanations for what shadow people could be. So, of course, there are your typical, I guess, non-believers who think it's just your imagination playing tricks on you. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that's true, but I can understand why someone would because you can watch a scary movie or somebody just tells you a creepy story and then you suddenly start seeing things off to the side or whatever. So I get it, but I personally think there are way too many instances of people seeing shadow people when they're not freaked out or nervous or scared. I mean, you, you get the little boy size standing at the bus stop waiting to get on the bus. So yeah. all, the, all the people chasing the kids uh, in the park, they've been enjoying themselves in the park for the last yeah. couple of days. The, the last thing they'd be thinking about is some crazy four-legged creature that runs away up a tree and over the wall. Another explanation is that they are demons or other spirit entities. I think if it was a demon... They're much more powerful, theoretically, than, oh, all I can manage is a blank black blob. I mean, I would think they would show you their, themselves in full freaking color. Mm. I do think there may be something to the whole thing of it being other spirits, maybe of, like I said, the earlier people that you're seeing, people you're seeing right before you die. There's nobody we can ask about that, is there? <laughs> you know you know the Freddy Krueger character? Mm-hmm. Very burnt-looking face. Yep. What if there was a situation whereby someone died in horrific circumstances and then they were left disfigured as a ghost? Would they then try and adopt a whole black sort of persona so that it doesn't frighten their family as much? I don't know, but I think it would depend on what the spirit or entity is trying to convey. I, I mean, suppose if Fre- they can make themselves all black, they can make themselves. I mean, Freddy Krueger. Well, yeah, Freddy Krueger was killed by all those kids' parents, see, yeah. and burnt up. So he would come back looking like that because he's pissed off. He's like, look, look what the fuck you did to me. Not that I've met him, which is fine because yeah, yeah. we don't live on Elm Street. No. So another theory is that 
these shadows are actually astral bodies from people who are able to do astral projection. I would and love to be able to do that. Yeah, me too. I think we may have mentioned in passing something We mentioned about it. it in passing, but mm. when Bella and I first met, she was obviously living in America and I was in the UK. And I often thought, because I was missing you, and sometimes it would be months between when we were able to mm. see each other, wouldn't it? I can remember thinking, oh man, I wish I could just astrally get out of my body now and just go and visit her. Yeah, yeah, so you could watch me taking a shower or something like that. That's all you want to see, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> One more theory I have is that they could be interdimensional beings. Mm, okay. So this is, these people are real in our parallel universe, and so they may not be able to get here, but maybe they are able to at least project a shadow we are seeing. So are we seeing us from another parallel universe, or are we seeing a different um, entity? I suppose it could be anything, we don't know. It's just a theory, isn't it? Do you believe in the whole thing we're talking about dimensions that, let's say, for instance, that we decide we're going to go to B&Q later on today and then we might go to the bath store later on. But what if we decide to go to the bath store first and then B&Q later? Will we actually, in doing that, create a separate universe whereby we actually went to B&Q first, even though in this reality we went to bath store first? Do you see what I mean? Do you believe in that whole premise that every decision you make creates a new parallel universe? I don't know. I guess it would depend. I mean, if the parallel universe is exactly parallel with ours, then they probably would have done the same. But if, say, it's just a teensy bit behind or a teensy bit ahead, or if it is flexible enough, as long as it takes up the same amount of time in both places, then maybe it doesn't matter the order. Mm. And we can have dinner, go to a movie, they go to, they go to the movie and then have dinner. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm just thinking that if, for instance, let's take that scenario where somebody sees a shadow person in their bedroom. There's a story where there's two kids. They share a bedroom but sleep in separate beds in the bedroom. A member of the family comes over to stay. I think it's a niece or something comes over to stay and they stay in that room. And so the two girls then move into a bed in the father's room a separate bed in the father's room, and they sleep top and tail with each other. And one of them wakes up during the night, and they see a shadow person stood over their father who's in a bed on the other side of the room. Right. Is it that... And the one who wakes up and sees the shadow person, by the way, stood over the bed, says to her sister, get back into bed, because she thinks it's her sister. Right. And then she moves her arm and can feel her sister's foot next to her and realises, crap, that's not my sister. (laughs) so is there a parallel universe where in fact her sister did get up in the middle of the night and she's walked over to her father's bed and is saying dad i want a glass of water well but wouldn't that theoretically fit into the same thing where i was saying if the two things occur at the same time then as long as it takes up the same amount of time and i guess what you're saying is there have to be certain elements that are normally true in both places Mm. so yeah and then somebody just decides to shake it up a bit and when they come from this other universe the person's not where they normally are and maybe they just don't know what to do then okay what about the shadow people that are harbingers of doom the ones that are coming and straight after that happens someone they love dies in that case is the shadow person some kind of grim reaper 
or do you remember did you ever hear about the banshee yes. screaming banshee where that would signify you'd hear the screaming banshee and then that would signify that someone you know is dead is this just another modern day materialization of that don't know but that's an interesting concept although i do have a story it's not about a shadow though okay it's about my mother so after my mom died my stepfather and i we we didn't really get along there was a picture and a particular item of my mom's that i wanted and he wouldn't let me have them and wouldn't let me have anything but that's fine i only wanted this picture and this thing well at one point Time goes on and he calls me and he said, I don't have, it was a ring that my mom had. Mm -hmm. I don't have the ring anymore. I do have the picture. I'll send it to you. And I said, oh, what changed your mind then? And he said, I opened my eyes in the middle of the night. I saw your mother standing in front of the closed bedroom door and she was screaming. He said, Mm. I couldn't hear it, but I could see it, that she was screaming. And for whatever reason, that made him decide. She was pissed off. Why? You never told me that. No. So that ties in again to the thing with my mom. I can dream about her and be a normal dream. Everything will be fine. She'll be wearing like normal clothes. Her hair will be all, you know, nice and neat in the way that she always wore it. And I have this dream and I can say, okay. But sometimes I have a dream where she's in the same nightgown each time. Her hair is short because it's just starting to grow back from the chemotherapy and every time I have a dream like that whatever it is she's showing me something or trying to tell me something or something yeah so she's not a shadow but it's that's the type of thing you're talking about that maybe so have you got that have we got that picture that you're talking about Mm, it's the one at the top of the stairs oh right so I never knew that yeah (laughs) I'll look at that in a totally new light now Mm. so aliens could be aliens these shadow people all right that would follow the red eyes thing because maybe aliens have red eyes i don't know (laughs) well the theory comes because they say that a lot of times when people claim to see the grays it it is dark what they're seeing is mostly difficult to see there may be bright light but it's not like directly on the alien but it would cast him in almost more of a shadow. So if the light was behind him. Yeah. Uh, And then another reason why people think this is a pretty good theory is because they can disappear. They can walk through things. That's very common that they just poof, they're gone, or I watched them go through the wall or whatever. They And that's another reason why they think it could be a shadow type being, not really a gray. But what I do find interesting in this just popped into my head is earlier you were talking about the ones that are black or whatever and then they turn white yeah and then they're gone well how close is the complexion of this alien that's gray to white yeah and also the whole thing about them getting down on all fours and suddenly changing form i mean that would make it sound more like an alien type i'm not thinking grays necessarily Mm. but an a more an alien or an animalistic type entity that will suddenly change its form maybe shape-shifting, they've gone from sort of a hominid figure to something that's on all fours. Yeah. Well, the last theory I have is that there are other people who say, well, I think it could be aliens, because if there is an alien world, is that the parallel world? Mm -hmm. Which then brings the interdimensional thing into it. And then 
oh, well, is there another world that's totally spiritual? Mm-hmm. And that all of these things are running sort of parallel to each other and occurring at the same time. And what you actually see is the overlap of... That's interesting. So if you've got a spiritual realm, if mm-hmm. you like, a realm that we're living in at the moment, and then all of the other parallel universes, the past, present, future, and they all interlink, could could we be, when we're seeing these crazy things happening, be viewing that crossover? Well, they say it, it doesn't even have... I mean, it, it could just be that it's bleeding through a bit, and that's what makes them appear dark yeah they say that a lot of things happen with frequencies don't they and and when you get into real sort of spirituality everyone says oh you've got such a lovely frequency and vibration about <laughs> aura. you no aura's color that's visual yeah not but, edible or audible <laughs> but they talk about frequencies on the vibrations mm. so yeah i guess if you're tuning a radio then there are going to be times when you're going between stations that you're picking up part of one and part of another. Yeah, it'll and be you like, get that bleeding through. <laughs> As you're turning the dial, yeah? Very good. Wasn't it good? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. And then, of course, there is the last theory that I have, and it's the who the fuck knows what it is, and that's it. That's not a theory, then. Well, okay. No, you can't okay. have a theory called who the fuck well, knows. Okay, then I have the last category, and these would be the people who say... We don't know what it is. We're not saying it doesn't exist. Well, I think that's everybody, isn't it? Even these Whoa. people, even these people that say it may be aliens, it may be astral bodies, it may be parallel universes. No one knows, do they? No. So we're all in the what the fuck is it category. I do still think that there is a die-hard segment of the population who mm. says you're all crazy. This is it. This is all there is. This is the world. If you can't do it in a test tube and you can't measure it for me and you can't show it to me, then you're crazy. I mean, there are people that have such a rigid and fixed idea of what they think is true. So what do you think it is? If you were to pick one of these theories that you just mentioned, what would you go with? I think if it were me, I would go with the one with the parallel universes meshing or not meshing, but bleeding, bleeding through. Because it would explain a lot of other things that people see. Do you know what I would go with? What? Spiritual stroke demonic. Why would you say demonic, though? They've not done anything. Well, they say not always, but if they are harbingers of doom, if they do know these other things that are going to happen, and they say that demons can change their shape, or the physical form, which would account for some of these ones that are gone on all fours. So I think if I was to pick some of them, bearing in mind that they, they're sometimes talking about or sometimes indicating a death, that they're sometimes potentially coming from someone who they believe has already died, and then they're able to change their shape as well. But maybe the ones that are coming because somebody's getting ready to die let's say and it's somebody else seen it like that woman that you were talking about she can't move yeah what if that creature whatever it is isn't actually trying to be ominous who says they're not trying to say oh I just don't have enough energy to say what I need to say, but yeah, and you I can see that, me and, and, and maybe don't see it as doom. I mean, it could be a message, period. Yeah, it could be a warning. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. And I guess that fits with your theory that if it is a parallel universe or parallel dimension, it's something that's already happened and therefore they're letting you know this is about to happen. So I get that, but I don't know. If it was if I had to put money on it, I would still lead towards the spiritual side of it rather than the but this is what this is all about, isn't it? Exactly. I was just no gonna say email us. Yeah, let us know your thoughts, guys. Weirdwackywonderful at Outlook.com. Let us know what you think. What are these shadow people? Have you got your own shadow person story? Let us know. Have you experienced anything? Have you spoken to anyone who has? Have you got any theories? Weirdwackywonderful at Outlook.com. Before we go, I just wanted to tell you that I've just thought of something. If it is a parallel universe, you can kiss my lips. But maybe in this one, you have to kiss my ass. Nice. Well... It's still a kiss on my person. Yeah, okay. It would explain your breath. <laughs> oh, nice. Anyway, guys, thank you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. Really do appreciate it. As I say, do drop us a line, weirdwackywonderfuloutlook.com. And other than that, we will see you guys next week. Well, no, you will hear us next okay, week. Okay, hear us. I get it. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> Take it easy.